Welcome to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast, your source for everything you need to go from unfocused wantrepreneur to action-taking, money-making entrepreneur. Now, your host, Brian Lofermento. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. I cannot believe that this is episode 48 of the podcast. It feels like just yesterday that I started it, and oh my gosh, what a ride it has been in the final months of 2016. I'm so excited about the podcast. I've heard from so many different people who their lives have changed from the podcast, not to be dramatic, but their business lives, their entrepreneurial lives have changed, their attitudes have changed, and so I'm excited for the new year. I hope that you're excited for the new year as well, and I'm going to do an episode about what I'm personally doing to plan out what 2017 looks like for me as an entrepreneur. But in today's episode, what I'm really excited to do is share with you a story that happened or that that came up that I experienced from my time in Los Angeles just last week. So I was in Los Angeles last week escaping the bitter cold of Boston winters, and I was out there doing some work with a multitude of different companies, whether they're clients or students or just friends that I've worked with in the past. I was out there just to really have a productive week before the holidays hit because so many people are already throwing the towel in for 2016 and focusing on the holidays. So because I know that you're probably really busy around the holiday season, this is going to be a shorter episode, but it's going to be a powerful one because I'm going to be talking about an attitude that is pervasive, that is so widely seen among new entrepreneurs or newpreneurs. And I know that if you're listening to this, you're probably in the more beginning stages of starting your business and you probably have this attitude somewhere within you and it's really great to acknowledge it and realize what the real solution is and how you should tackle this problem. So without further ado, I'm just going to jump right in because like I said, today's episode is going to be a little bit on the shorter side. I mean, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but a week of travel, you know, coast to coast, 3,000 miles away, I'm feeling it. I will be honest with you. I mean, I bring the energy and I get excited about this stuff and I get passionate and I get lit up and I can talk for half an hour straight. But I'm feeling it now, especially with the holidays coming up. So this is going to be a fun episode because this is driven purely by my desire to get this out there and help as many newpreneurs as possible. So last week when I was in Los Angeles, I was speaking to a social media agency. So it's a social media agency. They're run by about six different entrepreneurs. So there's six partners invested in this social media agency. Really cool, really inspiring, really creative, really driven entrepreneurs who I really respect. Few of them I've known for a couple of years and the others I just met when I was speaking to their company. And so when I was speaking to their company, I was getting them really jazzed up about what they need to do to grow their agency. And one of the main things that I like to do anytime I talk to a company is I like to go around the table and ask them, what do you think you need to do to grow your business? And almost always, I hear the same thing. And it's, it's this funny word that entrepreneurs like to use because it makes them feel like they're taking action. And that word is awareness. They always say, oh, we need to build awareness for our brand. We need to get exposure for our brand, for our company, so that people know who we are. The reality is, awareness does not grow your business. 
Awareness will not grow your bottom line or your top line. Awareness doesn't pay the bills. You can't go to the bank, withdraw awareness, go to your landlord and say, here you go, here's the awareness. (laughs) This is how I'm going to get by this month. No, awareness is this often tooted word that really doesn't have that much meaning. So I've got real problems with when entrepreneurs say that what they need to do to grow their business is to build awareness. Because the reality is, and you've heard me say this on the podcast before, the reality is only one thing is going to grow your business. Literally, that's it. Only one thing is going to going to grow your business. And that is sales. Sales to existing customers or sales to new customers. That's the only way to grow your business. All the awareness in the world. I mean, look at look at Pets.com back in the year 2000. They spent tens of millions of dollars on our Super Bowl ad. Everybody knew about Pets.com. I mean, that is awareness at its highest level. There's probably no bigger marketing platform in the world to build awareness than a Super Bowl ad. So Pets.com had awareness, and they went out of business shortly thereafter. It wasn't about awareness. It's about sales. Now, if Pets.com, I don't know how much they spent on that Super Bowl ad. Let's just pretend that they spent $30 million. If they made back, if they generated $50 million in sales from that Super Bowl ad, they would have been in great shape. They would have made a ton of money that day. But the reality is they didn't generate enough sales to sustain their business. So sales is the only thing that can grow your business. And so for the duration of the meeting, when I was talking to this social media company, we talked about how they can generate sales and we talked about how they can, especially, I'll give you real tangible examples. I'll kind of spill some of the beans here on the podcast today. I said to them, as a social media agency, they should be looking, because a lot of entrepreneurs make the mistake of trying to chase clients down one-on-one instead of having people sending clients to them. So I said to them, instead of looking for these clients one-on-one, why not build relationships? I mean, that's what these, so it's a team of six female entrepreneurs. They're all incredible. They're all super positive, very charismatic. And I said to them, use that. Build those relationships. Those relationships are your strong points. Those are your assets. Your biggest assets are you. Nobody can do this the way that you can do this. You are uniquely you. And I encourage them, go out there, find relationships. Go to website developers or website agencies and say, hey, your work is amazing. And you have to actually mean it. Don't go around lying to people. Check out their work. Put the research in. Put the time in. And tell them your work is amazing. We'd love to team up with you so that you can offer our services as an extension of your brand. Or if it works for you, you can just send out referrals. It's up to you. But build those relationships so people send clients to you. It's such an effective strategy. It's a really quick way to grow. So you'll sometimes hear things labeled as JV partners or joint venture partners or just affiliate relationships if you want to give someone a cut of the the money that they generate for you or even just partnerships. I mean, you can go to pretty much any other companies in horizontal industries or vertical industries and say, hey, let's complement each other's services. I mean, when I owned my search engine optimization agency back in 2012, we had a lot of relationships with other web design agencies, and we said, hey, you build amazing websites. Let us do search engine optimization on those websites. Your clients will love you even more because not only will they have a new website, but they're going to have search engine optimization that generates traffic to that website so that SEO plus their website brings them a ton of new customers and clients. Then they're really going to love you. 
So that was an effective strategy for us. And as we were getting into this conversation, one of the girls on the team, she posed a great question. She said to me, well, Brian, if I'm going to reach out to, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 different website agencies or potential partners this week, how many should I reach out to? And then she specifically asked me this question, Brian, when you reached out to potential partnerships, how many did it take for you to get a yes? And I was really taken aback. I'm, I'm not often taken aback. I'm really quick on my feet. I'm a really quick thinker, especially after doing the entrepreneurial game for almost 10 years now, which sounds crazy because I'm only 28 years old. So that really threw me off track though. And I sat back and I remember saying to her, I said, I don't have a good answer for that because the truth is I don't really remember all the no's that I encountered along the way. And it's true, I have no recollection of how many times I've been rejected in my life because I've never really paid attention to those. I don't have a tally sheet of how many times people have said no to me. And I think there's a lot of power in that. Now, you can call it ignorance, you can call it naivety, whatever you want to call it, it's been one of my strongest assets as an entrepreneur. I've never let the no's stop me. And to be honest with you, I very rarely let the no's even slow me down. And so after I I answered with that reply, it hit me about a minute later and I wanted to come back and revisit the question because I think there's a lot of value in that question and I wanted to share it with you here today, especially on this Mindset and Motivational Monday episode. So I came back to it and I said, wait one second, I want to address that question one more time. And I shared with them an anecdote that has driven me as an entrepreneur, it's driven me in my personal life, it's driven me when it comes to fitness, it's driven me in so many different ways. And that's a quote from Muhammad Ali, one of the greatest boxers, boxers of all time, known as a champion in every way, a super inspiring guy who fought against so many different odds and always came out on top. So Muhammad Ali was before a boxing match of his, a reporter walked up to him and she said, Muhammad, how many sit-ups do you do a day? And Muhammad Ali, he was there doing sit-ups and he said to her, I don't start counting until it hurts. How powerful is that? Muhammad Ali, champion of the world, told her, I don't start counting my sit-ups until they hurt. And that's the way that I wanted to reply to that question. How many no's do you have to get before you get a yes? The answer is don't count the no's. Don't start counting until it hurts. Because the reality is when you get said no to, it doesn't hurt. Like nothing bad actually happens. Literally, start asking for what you want because the worst thing that's going to happen is someone is going to say no to you. And I remember one of my first ever speaking gigs years ago, I was speaking to a bunch of college college students about how they can grow their business. And I used the anecdote for them because, you know, I wanted to get through the, the age gap and I wanted to connect to them. And I said, think back to when you were in middle school. Think back to that girl that you really wanted to take to the middle school dance. Why not ask her? What do you have to lose? And then I spelled out the scenario for them. If she says yes, then you get to take her to the, the middle school dance. Like, how incredible is that? If she says no, then you don't get to take her to a middle school dance. But if you didn't ask her, then you weren't going to take her anyways. So you literally lost nothing in that no. There's nothing that you lost in that no. And so that's why I love what Muhammad Ali said when he answered that question. I don't start counting until it hurts. Because that's, it's not until it starts to hurt that you get those results. 
And it's so funny, as we went around the table at the end of our conversation when I spoke to the social media company, the CEO of the company asked everybody, what's everybody going to do this week? And one of the entrepreneurs said, I'm going to talk to three potential partnerships this week. And I, I couldn't help. I raised my hand and I said, hey, if I was a member of this team, I would have right now said, I'm going to talk to 30 this week. And the reason is, is because it's less about the numbers. And I think I've said this before on the podcast. It's a quote from Grant Cardone, who says, I will judge myself less for having come up short than having not tried at all. So yeah, you can set these arbitrary numbers. You can say, I want to reach out to 50 people today or 50 people this week, or I want to have 100 sales conversations this week or this month. You can set those targets if that's what you need to hold yourself accountable or to have others hold you accountable. I'm okay with you setting number targets, but what I'm saying is don't use those number targets as a justification for why you quit. And that's why I did not want to answer the question that I was posed. Brian, how many no's did you have to get before you got a yes? I have no clue. Because if I answered that and I said, well, I got 100 no's before I got a yes, it's so easy to then go out, get 100 no's and say, ah, it didn't work. Or get 150 no's and say, ah, it didn't work. I tried. It just didn't work. Let me relate this to fitness as well. Because when I go out, when I hit the track, and I've said this on the podcast before, for sure, I absolutely hate running. Like, there are few things in life that I hate more than running. And so it's funny, every time I go to the track, whatever mental target I set in my head, I will get exhausted as I approach that target. So if I hit the track and I say, I'm going to run three miles today, you can bet your bottom dollar that at mile two and a half, I'm going to be like, this is terrible. I am dying right now. But it's so funny because, especially with the iPhone, I mean, I always go back and I look at my runs for the past month to see my progress. And it's funny, on the days where I set out and I say, I'm going to run six miles today, I don't start getting tired until about mile five. But if I set that target at mile three, then I'll get tired at mile two and a half. It's all about these mental targets that we set in our head and we allow ourselves, we trick ourselves into thinking that it's hard. But the reality is, if you set these arbitrary goals, you will burn out, you will get tired, you will get discouraged, you will get disheartened as you approach that goal. So don't say, I'm going to get 100 no's before I get that yes. Don't start counting until it hurts. And I invite you, because obviously this is a harder concept to grab until you've actually done it. When you get 100 no's, you're going to realize it doesn't hurt all that much. It really doesn't hurt all that much, especially if you're brushing off those no's. I mean, that's why meditation is so powerful. You'll meet a lot of entrepreneurs that meditate. And the reason is, is because meditation is not about not thinking about anything. Meditation is about acknowledging what you're thinking about and just totally releasing it from your thoughts, from your brain. That's what meditation's about. And so as an entrepreneur, I probably have entered this meditative state when it comes to rejection where I literally just let it go. I acknowledge the fact that, hey, I feel like I was just rejected, but then I completely let it go. It no longer weighs into my opinion of the future, my experiences of the past, my pain levels, my pain threshold. It doesn't impact me whatsoever. So go back to Muhammad Ali's quote. It's so powerful. I don't start counting until it hurts. 
So my real answer, and I hope that the team that I spoke with in Los Angeles last week is listening to this, my real answer to that question is don't start counting until it hurts. Whether that takes 100 yeses or 100 noes to get a yes or 250 noes to get a yes or 10 noes to get a yes, don't start counting. It's not about the numbers. Use the numbers to hold each other accountable, to make sure that you are making forward progress, that you are having those conversations and you're putting yourself out there enough so that you have the opportunity to build those relationships. But don't only use it for that. Don't use it as a justification for when you can quit, for when you can throw the towel in. Don't use it for that because you shouldn't start counting until it hurts. That's my answer to that question. I wanted to share that openly on the podcast today because I think it's a really powerful concept for you as an entrepreneur. That's all I've got for today though. The holiday seasons are coming up. You can count on new episodes on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, as always, leading into the holiday season. So thanks again for listening. If you liked what you heard, I would absolutely love, especially for the holiday season, if you want to get me a Christmas present, I would love a five-star rating and review of the show on iTunes. It only takes you about a minute to do that, so if you like what you heard, jump on over to iTunes, leave that rating and review. It would mean the world to me. It'll help me get on amazing guests onto the podcast, get the podcast out into the ears of even more entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, and I'm so excited to come at you again this Wednesday with another episode of the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Thanks for listening to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast with your host, Brian Lofermento. For show notes and to get a free copy of Brian's book, visit us online at thewantrepreneurshow.com.